three claws. Come well, we, on. We, yeah, come on. We, know that we can understand you. Come on. It's awesome. Guys, it's the third Deadpool in the three claws. He decides to strike through it because he's Wolverine. <laughs> Trying to decide if we should start the episode. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Drop the Ball. We just found out that uh, Deadpool 3 is happening. So go ahead and uh, check it out if you'd like. Um, I kind of am annoyed at how shamelessly breaking the fourth wall is just their that's very cool. obvious shtick now. I think it's but that's, kind that's of overdone. Deadpool. That's the character I think shtick. it's overdone, okay? It was okay. funny in the first movie, but there but wasn't an like, entire freaking trailer about well, it. But that's like the whole con- like the whole character's point. No, I know that he that? does it. Like, oh, okay. I understand that. Oh, okay. I've, I've seen the movies. Like, I right. get it and I like it. Well, but we'll get a, a real whole, trailer. A whole trailer. <sighs> I don't know. I just... Oh yeah, that was just like an announcement. That's like a teaser. It's almost, literally you know? just announcing that it's happening. I that's still all that was. was. I don't know. But you know what? I'm glad to announce what? this week's episode of Drop the Ball. Absolutely, I love that energy, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Take it, take it away. Um, my name is Jackson Wilkes, and to my right is Matthew Robinson. Matthew Robinson, what's up? Hey, um, hey. And this is m- weird. I don't like this. To my left is the illustrious. Stop it, Matthew Hutchison. What? Matthew Hutchison, Oliver Hutchison, Oliver. sorry. That's <laughs> why so you don't do it, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got excited. I hit the illustrious, and I was like, damn, I got Matthew it. Hutchison, Matthew is, Hutchison is my cousin, who is a massive Astros fan, and we got into it at my sister's wedding. We argued a lot. And this was a, mind you, this was the first time I'd like met the guy for like 10 years. Right. And so he's also like a big dude, and Should've he got him. really drunk, and we, were, and we were like talking baseball. And he started railing on the Royals, and then he started defending the hell out of the Astros for cheating because he was like, everybody cheats, everybody cheats, just nobody gets caught except for us. And I was like, yeah, you got caught, you idiot. Anyways, so we got really into it, and then he, like, tried to fight me. What an idiot. Like, done it. like grabbed my it. collar, but then, okay, sorry, that was the next night when he was blasted. So you guys got in a fight almost twice? The, the, no, nice. the first night we were just arguing, oh, right? Okay. And then he goes, I love this kid. And I was like, oh, nice, sweet, okay. Um, but yeah, the next night he got really drunk and was pulling me into a bar. Cause I said, oh, I'm going to go home because this was after the wedding and I was tired and drunk. And then he's, <laughs> they were like, let's go into this bar. And I was like, I'm good. I'm going to go home. I'm tired. And he grabbed me by the collar and dragged me in. And I was like, okay. And then he left cause he was so drunk. <laughs> How nice. My Anyways, name. welcome to this my week's episode. <laughs> my name is Jackson Wilkes. Absolutely. Um, I have my own little personal antidote for you guys. So, okay. Um, yeah. Go for it. Um, it's like I guess a little a little pre-drop the ball, except it's just like my personal life. So uh, I go to I frequent Top Golf a lot. My friend works there. We get free golf. It's awesome. We can stay for as long as we want. Um, and so some of the waiters and waitresses have began to like recognize me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of your dashingly good looks. Because of my dashing good looks and and um, eloquent charm, you know. But yeah. um, there was one specific wait- waitress, I guess, that um, apparently noticed me more than I noticed her. Um, so. And that's not a bash on her. I'm just like, I don't go to my way to like hit on women. Very so you're often. telling me that she wasn't Get to hot. the point. Get this, Oliver. So after I've been there a couple times, like we had kind of had a little rapport. Growing, Did she you hand know? you the receipt with her number on it? So hey! no, that's not what happened. She so it's like close, my, my third time I was there while she was working. We had been pretty acquainted with each other. We like mess around with each other a little bit at this point. Um, she gets another guy's number and like we're talking to her and her friend about it as she's doing it. She gets his number, comes back over, and I, like, start to walk to her and be like, congratulate her. You know, like, oh, my God, great. Like, you got his number. Hell, yeah. And then she walks directly towards me in front of everybody else and looks directly in my eyes and says, 
that's how you should have done it instead of making me look you up on Instagram afterwards. Wow. Yeah. I was like, like I was in shock. Steer clear. Right. That's I was what like, I got to say. I was like, <laughs> that is kind of a red flag. She said that. And I was Running like, it up. I was, I was like, huh? Huh? Anyways. Um, well, if you we, haven't, if you haven't realized we're trying to avoid talking about the cheese. Is, <laughs> she, is she, is she, she's cute, but is she like, are you attracted to this woman? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just didn't even. That's very I didn't even convincing. Think, well, I like. I, I I didn't think about it like that. You know, like I was just so like. No. I was just talking. I mean, like it was just a. It was just my friend's coworker. You know, like I wasn't. It wasn't even thing that crossed my mind. Like she's, cute. Anyways, um. So that's just a little story. I probably should have noticed that a little bit. Uh, a little bit, quicker or something. I don't know, but, yeah, that was um. That was something that happened. Was it recently. a little? Was it a little awkward? Um. Oh yeah, because she did it in front of everybody, and then we had to like keep golfing. And then she came back over like 15 minutes later and started hanging out. It was like nothing happened, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm just gonna give. So you was a- it a drop of the ball on you or a drop of the ball know. on her? I don't know. Like I, I feel like okay. I feel like it's on me. This but... is my analysis of the situation. Okay. All right. So she's really self conscious, right? <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Hutchison, relationship well, as- she's, expert. She's really, I, okay, she's really you're, cute. So I, I even give, like. Uh, no, no, no. I'm I not. Give I'm good not advice sometimes. I know. I'm just saying. I just can't do it. Re- myself. Our relationship as- expert here on Drop the Ball, this Oliver is a Hutchison. Podcast now. This is. Hey, you know what? Just anything to get away from the griefs. Okay. <clears throat> so it sounds to me like she liked you. Obviously, she right. wanted your number. Obviously, right. And she like just probably didn't want the other guy's number right and it just red flags here man because if she had to like do that to you and like be like hey you should have given me your number it sounds like she's just like she didn't even like give you how did she give you enough time to give you her number give well, her your so number like, i mean like it was like there was two different times before that where she was like our waitress no that's not long enough woman but, right yeah like i i probably would have waited another like personally two or three times we to, like, men move establish. slowly we are slow animals right. we are not we don't know anything right we have to figure it out slowly but she was yeah and so i'm like next time like i'm gonna be there again while she's working there's no chance i'm not because she works a lot and like we go there all the time so, so question another I question ask for it next time just to see what happens but i'm do you have any intention of using it i mean i don't have any qualms with you. yeah i don't have I mean, any qual- yeah like i would i don't have any qualms I'd, with you I'd asking for it just her. to like see what happens i'd go on a date with her oh well then, she's, hell yeah, I mean, okay, she's attractive, fine. yeah. But she's kind of that throws that would have thrown me off. It was it was very aggressive. I feel like that's something you need to talk about way later after you figure out you like each other. Right? <laughs> Did yeah. she was she like angry about it? No, I mean like there's a lot of sass. That's fine. But like she, I mean like she, we talked to each other again like the rest <sighs> of the night. Like a lot it was, of like, sass. She came back after like she finished closing out her tabs and like like was hanging out with us and talking to us like nothing just nothing happened. So you know like. Okay, I like her a little bit more. Right, like it wasn't like she was like ignoring me the rest of the night or something like that because I didn't ask for her number. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of wild. I I had never had a woman be that upfront with me before, so for the, hey, I was good I was for little, you. Me neither. I was a little yeah, soft spoken. Um, we all have a pod. We have a podcast. I don't think that's anything. I don't think that that. Okay. Well, anyway, well let's get into this. Uh, I don't know sports podcast about how we talk about the chiefs and the royals and all kansas city sports even though we really don't want to this week hey but you want to hear something weird what the royals have been winning more than the chiefs have lately because the chiefs didn't win i don't think that's fair i think that lately uh, keyword just because there's more games and they've lo- they're losing more than the chiefs do <laughs> but they're winning more they're winning lately. more than the chiefs in the I last guess. in the last week 
the Royals have won a lot of games. That's the fact. I mean, they had they That's swept the Twins. They won the series against the Mariners. Okay, fine. And they're leading three nothing against the dirt ass the, the horrible only, Tigers. One of the only teams worse. Than yeah, if we can't Tigers. if we can't if we can't beat the Tigers, I don't know what's up. But we need to talk about the Chiefs first because first we're gonna do the Arrowhead Chop Talk. Then we're gonna swing over to the K for the Coffin Corner. Uh, we're also gonna rush around the NFL in the beginning of this segment too because we are not gonna want to talk about the Chiefs for this entire time. And no, it's not because we are just homers and don't want to talk about them losing. It's because of. It was the way they that lost. they played. It was a bad game, and there's to, not a lot to talk and then we'll about end except it with, for the stuff that went bad. Exactly. And then America's favorite segment, Drop the Ball, is how we'll end it. I know that's the only reason you're here, but that's fine. You got a two for today. So I know, exactly. We, we got you into it early with a personal one, and then we'll get you the real one later on. So stick around for the bookends. You know? uh, that's That sounds like a bad marketing tool. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need to, we, we need to know uh, instant gratification here. Exactly. To make them listen to our shitty opinions for a couple or like an hour before we give them what they want exactly we got to keep them in the palm of our hand we're still figuring this out two years after we've had this <laughs> shit anyway so <laughs> so the chiefs wow um i think that's all i have to say about it and yeah i think that i will take this from josh klingler and, and bob fesco it's the andy boner game it's the andy boner game that we see the boner and that's just how it rolls and we can't really recover from and we will recover from it It'll be fine. It's the one blemish that is on our record right now. And we always lose to the Colts. We so lost to the Colts the year we won the Super Bowl. It's fine. And like the fourth week. So yeah. like, whatever. I, my, here's, the, here's the deal, in my opinion. The offense didn't look great, but also they didn't have a lot of opportunities to like take any momentum and run with it. Um, and like, it's pretty tough as an offense to generate all the momentum. The defense looked fantastic, but like there just wasn't a lot because of how bad our special teams was, there wasn't a platform for our offense to jump off. It of. set the tone for the um, rest of the game yeah. being I, I like, mean, we are not the special teams alone. In my estimation, this is by no means like an official, um, an official number, but from what I was able to gather, there's about 21 of 21 point swing because of special teams alone. Um, so, I mean, we should have won that game. If our special teams was – I mean, I'll give them a missed field goal even. We should have we should have won by 10 points. So, it's frustrating, but – It's a nonlinear analysis. It's just tough to do because you don't know how the – I'm saying it could have been more than that. Because no, right, you don't know yeah. how the special teams uh, – disrupting the rhythm of the entire game for us would would allow, if that doesn't happen, let our offense get on a roll – and let them develop any kind of rhythm whatsoever because every time there was like a potential for momentum the special teams just miffed something up right yeah and it was just super disappointing to see because usually that's a pretty solid part of our game mm-hmm. it's not ever something that's talked about really except for like well it's just it doesn't nails in the kicker which oh by the right. way he's hurt thanks wherever we played cardinals cardinals thanks that's confused that's so, so dumb because it's an not out- making your field regulation okay for like well, for a football a, game it's it's weak yeah. especially frustrating because it's a domed stadium i understand that they put the practice the field outside like the, i understand that but still it's just like that's a freaking dome you would think that the field would be a little bit more regulated than a field field that's out of the stadium jesus outside right. full time right yeah just kind of frustrating that that's what led to multiple people slipping that game. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco slipped this game too, so maybe our cleats, our spikes are just not that, 
not that, it. For me, that just like added on to the special teams miscues. Is like that he on a kickoff he slipped, and it's his, like oh his my returns God. were bad. It's they were horrible. It was just it was just yeah. Special teams really killed us, and I hate to like bring up like what if what if because last week I literally said on the show I was like I think it's dumb for people to be like well if this would have happened this because it didn't it didn't so it, it doesn't matter, and so I will say the same thing that I said last week. Well. The Chiefs could have won, but they didn't, and that's just kind of how it goes, and right. that's fine. They are – hopefully will be better for it. They, The Bills lost this week. That's the o- I guess that's the only good thing that happened to the Chiefs this week is that the Bills lost, and they're going to have to f- figure out somehow how the Miami Dolphins I are going to be. But we, And we won't talk about them right now, but, right. but we, still. We could have expected that the – that an all new receiver core um, and a team whose average age is probably, I gotta think, in the top ten youngest in the league. Chiefs. Yeah. It's 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 up there. You're right. It might even be in the top like, like seven. You gotta think a team that's going through that much change and has that much youth on it is gonna have games like this, right? Um, it's the the thing is, it's just we're we're so accustomed to Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes that we can have a game like this and he still finds a way to bail us out and he almost did at the end, anyways. You know. So it's just yeah. it's frustrating, but like I'm not looking at this game and freaking out. And maybe because maybe it's because my college team had a good win this week. Maybe that overshadows it and that's why I'm not as upset. But like it's just like I'm not I'm not looking at this game and freaking out cuz we have way more important games to worry about and it's the third week. Yeah. I'd much rather lose to the Colts now than the Raiders in week 17 you know i don't remember. i don't know when we play the raiders but i know we play them again yeah no but i totally get that is it's we play the broncos twice at the end of the year and i'm sorry what we sing like the broncos have the same record as us and i'm like i'm not worried the right. broncos like, look like a steaming they pile look of shit. so bad we, the royals scored more points than them I, they're not points <laughs> they're runs but they scored more than the broncos did i do on have monday a couple night. upsides i think actually, on sunday night sorry um juju Looks like a legitimate receiver. He's not breaking off big runs yet, but he had one decently long catch. He had a huge run. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. He yeah, had, he had one in the third week, and he's our wide receiver one. That's what I'm saying. We're accustomed to having wide receiver one who's going to have like three big catches and runs per game. But he's also new to the offense. We actually saw MVS start to get targeted and get some catches. He didn't have a big break off catch, but I think he had two or three receptions for probably – 25 yards 30 yards you know like after not really getting targeted at all the first two weeks i also saw this coming actually like now that i think about it it was it had to happen it needed to happen right i think it will happen again we're gonna lose to a crappy team because everybody on our like half the defense is new we have an an entirely new receiving core mccall Harmon doesn't count neither does travis kelsey because i don't know why he he should count he counts mccall Harmon doesn't count because he doesn't do anything we have an teams lose three games a season, <laughs> right? <laughs> he doesn't do anything. You're right. I mean, but the, still. Okay, so here's the thing. The good teams lose three games a season. We already beat a really good team in the Chargers. So we know we can beat a, a team that's in the same caliber as, like, the Bucks or the Bills, yeah. right? Like, that's – like, we know that we can compete and win those games, at least at home. You the know? only problem – And, like, I don't – I have enough faith in Andy and Patrick and the talent that we have signed and brought in to not lose to – to not make – Losing to a Colts type team, a regular happens. We're gonna be fine know? because I'm not worried. The defense looked great too, by the way. I was I gonna mean, bring that up later, but yes. Yeah, like I mean, not to rush ahead, but I mean, he the 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 Spagnola did a great job um, game planning for Jonathan Taylor, basically being the sole um, the sole contributor to their offense, and they were able to get a lot of like 
dink and dunk yards here and there, but like that's a sign of a defense keeping them from having big breakoff plays. And if our offense is working the way it's supposed to, those plays don't happen as much because they're playing catch up and they can't afford to do those plays. Well, our so, def- our offense hasn't looked like it was supposed to since the Cardinals and they just are a, 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 a horrible team. But it's it can only go up from here because mm-hmm. the, what they they looked god awful. They looked god awful against us, but they had a huge comeback against the against the Raiders. And I yeah, maybe it's because they're shit too. That's you know you make a good point. Um, but anyways, <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> it's only it can maybe only go up from here. I mean, this is the like the most disjunct that we've seen the offense in a little bit, and it, it's kind of encouraging because we know that they haven't gelled yet. We know that they haven't had as much time as they need to really become a unit. Right. Like a unit is like a, that's a singular. Well, that's like, that means like a one thing. Right. And there's right now, it just looks like many parts trying to fit together where like last year and the four years prior, we definitely had a unit of Terry kill Travis Kelsey and, and uh, whoever else. Right. We still have parts of that as we all know, but this is going to take time to, to, to gel and mm-hmm. we just haven't gotten there yet and it's not like we didn't see sorry I, it's not like we didn't see these things when we had those guys i mean like the falcons game in the year we went to the super bowl and lost to the bucks right i mean like we had games like this before even with the old guys so like it's it sucks and i'll shoot over to matt i just wanted to build on that real quick while i had that thought first. no you're okay it's the i yeah i mean i, I agree with you that they're gonna have their struggles they're gonna do whatever it is whatever they're going to have their problems but yeah moving on to the defense I thought I was going to miss Willie Gay way more than we did I don't think that we really missed him at all I think Darius no, Harris was great he I did think he was great really well and um not I love Willie Gay and I love but I I think that proves just like the depth that you have at linebacker on this team and I think that this de- I think this defense is really good I think that they're really really solid I'm sorry I know that they lost they, they ended up lin- they ended up losing but you they give up 20 gave, points you expect to win yeah but they gave up a but also on the flip side of that as well you got to think about how like the points that they gave up I'm sorry you're put on the three yard line yeah, one of those two touchdowns to was on the was from the three yard line yeah you know, and at the after and they forced a three and, and I'm sorry after Chris Jones got flagged for that unbearable call then I'm sorry you're gonna be like what the hell we were off the field and you're just that's just going to get through you. I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a big person on the mental side of the game and like how that affects you and how that is going forward because nobody really talks about it and I think that it's one of the most important aspects of the entire game because if you don't think you can do it, then chances are you're not going to. And there's just something to that, I think. And like the mental side of being like, "Well, good lord, we're literally off the field." And nobody made up and made a play and you know, you can't even. I was watching the game with Jackson, and I was getting so pissed as he's and he saw, and it wasn't because I was, I was mad at what the Chiefs were doing. I was just like, why are the Colts just nickel and diming us the entire time? It was literally two yard pass, and then he fell over and gained four yards, and then it was three yard pass. He fell over and gained five. First down. And, like, it was like, oh, my God, they're not even playing well. Like, the Colts are, weren't even playing well. They were playing barely well enough to take a lead. And they didn't take a lead until the very end. And, you know, they did, and it happened, so it's over. And like you guys said, we just got to move forward, and they're better because of it. And, yeah, I think that 
I think we got hosed a couple times, but you can't ever say anything about referees in this game without sounding like a butthurt piece of shit. Well, so and that's, that's the we've problem. mentioned it before is you can't like you can't say, well, well if this call didn't happen, you know, but it did. And I mean, but it and happened I'm, and yeah. it was it, it was stupid, but like we can't say anything about it. You mentioned um, the defense and I wanted to like jump on that real quick. Um, toot my own little horn a little bit. Um, I've mentioned multiple times, including before the season started, that I think our secondary has a chance to do something really, really cool, especially because they're of how young they are. And they're missing two people right now. And they're missing two people, and they're all stepping up. Watson looks like the real deal out of the seventh round. I mean, he he looked real good against uh, against a not a great Colts passing um, attack, but I mean, like, he they're playing a lot of man to man. He made some really good tackles. I think he had a sack, didn't he? Watson? Um but he either he, had a sack or a really hard hit. Yeah, because right. they're used they were using him in the same way. Or did he this, did he force that fumble, I think? Anyways. It um, was very it was well, Jalen Watson was being used in the same way that they used Legarius Sneak. Right. And so um, it was they were just flipping him out and yeah. they, it was they were doing really but well. I, with I it. think everything that I've seen out of this um, defensive secondary uh, is Everything that I thought we would get out of them. Um, and I think it'll only get better once we start to get some of the players back, like Trent McDuffie. Um, it'll certainly help. It'll certainly help. So I, I'm yeah. ex- I'm very excited to see um, come, what, McDuffie will be back week six? Week five, week six. Week five, like week that. six. And yeah. that would be either the Bills or the – Bills or the Raiders. Raiders just, than Bills. Raiders or Bills, yeah. yeah. So I'm just so much less worried about the defense, really, truly. Which, for the first time, is honestly feels really good. Yeah, for a Chiefs, as a Chiefs fan, because I, it's because a lot easier. It's a it's a lot easier to worry about the offense when Patrick Mahomes is there. Oh yeah, it feels really. I mean, when you have the offense that you have, I mean, right. I know there have <clears throat> they have struggles, but they have a great offensive line, kind of. Even though they struggled against a very good front four in Indianapolis, but they still struggled. Um, and you're going to have other teams at the Bills with that, with a very good front four. So that's a problem that Bills need. don't have a good front four. That's the problem. I think that's that's the biggest that's that's a huge issue with the offensive line. I don't line. think it's a bad front four at all. I don't think it's horrible. But well, I have Von Miller. God, he's fucking incredible now. It, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's on it. He's on a defensive four. Wait, we're talking about the. You said the Colts. I said the Bills. He oh, the Bills. Oh, I said Colts earlier. Yeah, he said Bills. Oh, he the Force Buckner's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, but past that, Deo Adebengo. Well, also their secondary is shredded. Right? Well, yeah, fine. their secondary. If you're going to be discounting the front four, then our offensive line is a piece of shit. Then because they did, couldn't do anything. Orlando Brown was bad. I mean, I'll go ahead and say that one. I think Orlando Brown was a piece of garbage he's on not Sunday. Doing great in a contract, and he's and everybody's talking, and he wants the biggest contract ever, and he's not going to get it. And the Chiefs shouldn't give it to him. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I would trade him. Like if you can get as much as you can out of him right now, if you can get a first round pick out of him, woohoo! We'll take that. Hello. Jacksonville, text Jacksonville. Be like, hey, who knows? They might be good though. So Jacksonville blanked the Colts though. <laughs> they blanked the Colts and then they <laughs> held the Chargers <laughs> to ten yards, Chargers. ten points. Yeah. Um. Uh, here's the thing. It's early in the season. I don't know if we have too much more to talk about the Colts and Chiefs before we move on to the next week's no, football I do, game. I do yeah. want to say before um, we yeah. get there, um, there is something to be said about, said about the refereeing when you have a national, um, Hall of Fame nominated former player who has his own talk show and it's very popular and he's a diehard Colts fan in Pat McAfee complaining about the call saying it was a horrible call from a player standpoint and from a football fan standpoint I mean as a Colts fan obviously he's happy but with his other two hats he was like yeah that was horse shit so 
there's something to be said about that. And you had an AJ Hawk who was also saying that's a piece of shit too, and he's a Hall of Fame linebacker. So there's something to be said. All about pro that. linebacker. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's in Hall of Fame yet. He might not be yet, but he it sucks. Be. But it's just not a lot you can do about it. And the good news is that, I mean, we probably can't expect that to be losing us games again. Like it's not like we can look at that and be like, that's like be a problem for the future. So here's the problem. Here's the problem that you're just gonna get into is that the chiefs are becoming the Patriots of old and they're going to get calls and they're going to get some shit calls for doing something kind of shady and sure. Yeah. Chris Jones didn't say anything probably, or didn't do anything, but he said something enough to draw a flag. And I'm, I, as much as I hate to say it, I will give the referee the benefit of the doubt. If they think it was that bad, I mean, he had to said something. There's a reason he didn't repeat exactly what he said in the press conference. If it really was that, like he literally, PG, he would have said it in the press conference. But okay, but you think there's a lot of PG stuff being said just well, exactly. in general on no, a football exactly. field? Exactly. No. I'm not saying that as an excuse. I am saying that he did clearly say something because he in the press conference he was like, "I don't remember what I said," which is kind of BS. But I, at the same time, I kind of think he shouldn't he might have not. to defend. He shouldn't have to defend standing a foot away from someone with their arm with your arms down, basically having. I was telling Matt this before Oliver showed up. You know, like. I wouldn't be that too surprised if Matt Ryan came out next week and was like, yeah, he just asked what my kids were doing. You know, like that's what it like. It literally didn't even look like that heated of a discussion. Like whatever that's was what being I'm said. complaining about. That's the issue. And that's the problem. Yeah, I think there's we'll a difference between forward. words and intention and officials need to do a better job. Yeah. Uh, Colts. Yeah. Colts game. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You, Cause you have a hurricane going into Tampa Bay, Florida and, uh, and it sounds like go to Minnesota. Yeah. Speaking we, of yeah. people <laughs> who like to yell and get on people and don't get in trouble for it. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are playing the chiefs. Yeah. Ugh. Um, this week. And like it was mentioned, it might be played in Minnesota. Um, because of hurricane, uh, hurricane Ian. Ian, Ian, Ian is its name. Um, coming in, uh, was, was last year's Ivan, I think, I don't know. There's a, so I think it would still stay in the Sunday night slot. I wouldn't change any time, any timing for that. Um, apparently this has been a contingency plan for a while. Like it's already set in place that teams that are hosting foreign games have to have their stadium still operational and ready just in case there needs to be a game played there for some reason or another ida sorry um, go ahead. ida um very important so, i mean it'll be an interesting game um i actually for a split second was worried i was going to be fun fact for the for the little life update i just got hired um on the chiefs pyrotechnics team well you won't um, be i was using, worried i was going to get called in and won't be using very many of that if we keep playing the way we are right um well it's just for introductions just for introductions and then i'm getting, oh that's I'm stuff cut. on the on the tunnel yeah Hell yeah! All right. um, but yeah, so I was I was like, oh my god, am I gonna have to come in like without any training on a Sunday and <laughs> try to do this job? Yeah, what do you do exactly? Um, I just like help them move all the pyrotechnics out on the field. And, so like, you're not them setting them up or like wiring anything or anything. I'm probably helping them set up. There's two engineers that'll probably do a lot of like the wiring and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, and then I'll be like there to help them test it before the game. Oh yeah, they'll say, up. hey, push this button. <laughs> um, I also this is awesome. I get to stay at the games after I get cut and you watch get, them. So you get free games. Yeah. Where I, do you where do you watch room, them? Standing room. Standing room only. Only. that's what they said they didn't i don't know where that would so be so you just concourse and whatever never, yeah. stand wherever they also give me a little voucher for a free meal during our break what time do you have to be there for an, for a noon game um like five hours before it's like seven i was expecting like 5 a.m 
Um, yeah, I just so have to be there bad. early enough to get it out on the field. I think test it, and then we you'll probably get a, get a lot of gear long. though. That's that's, that's I'm the, wondering. That's the swag. Shit. I didn't even think about that's that. Thing, yeah, I'm wondering if there's swag or if they're just gonna be like, okay, just show up in whatever you want to wear. They, they're definitely gonna give you a discount well, though. Well, that's the thing. I'll be like on the field during. The Hang on, you're gonna so, get a discount. I'm wondering. They're either gonna give you a discount card or they're gonna be like, here are five outfits. Here's the ones you get to choose. That's because like the Royals give like their like their groundskeepers. If you yeah, get you know, so. if you get a discount, I'm gonna need a Nick Bolton 32 jersey. Like, I'll like do what I stat. Can. I'll do what I can, I guess. I'll pay you back, but I need this jersey. I mean, I'll see what happens. I'll, if it hey, if you get a discount, I'll take the embroidered one too. Shit, hang on. Okay. Yeah, and I also oh get this. This is my favorite part. They give us like employee cups that are free refills nice. on like water and soda. No beer. Nice. But you know. Well, that's where they make most of the money. But it's pretty awesome because I get a just I get a show up. And I get to uh, stand Blow on the shit field up. while the players run out. Blow shit up. I get uh, released. I get. I'm paid during my like break when I'm eating. I'm what do they pay sure. you? Well, we we can talk about this off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's decent. But it's still, not anything crazy. But it's it's still spending money. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's a pretty cool job. And I oh yeah. Moral of the story: I thought I was going to be called in. Super. I thought they're going to move the game to Arrowhead or something like that. And I was going to be called in with like no training. They wouldn't do that, but which is stupid. Here's my complaint make, about that. It would make more sense to do that, but I don't. I get that they don't want to give like home field advantage. Or no, they don't. But here's my problem: is that we've only played since the AFC Championship game. We've only played Tom Brady in his stadium every fucking year. Drives me crazy. That's true, I guess. Ever since twenty. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Drives me crazy. How? Why? They, also they know teams. that they're doing this. Right. God. It's definitely on purpose. But it's so annoying. How many times have I come on here and said the NFL's rigged? Y'all I'm not, not fucking listening to me. I'm not they saying it's rigged. Schedule for storylines. They definitely like scheduling is not rigging the league, Matthew. Yeah, Matt, you're. <laughs> well, you're trying. This is more. Uh, it's more than that, but they definitely try to set up storylines the best. They try they can. and sell shit. Like There's, you also have to remember that like Josh Allen has never has only had to play only gotten to play Mahomes at home once, I think. So I mean, like, you can complain about the Tom Brady thing, but like that's just Tom Brady getting preferential scheduling because he's the greatest quarterback to ever play in the league. Unfortunately. And Mahomes gets preferential scheduling over some other people because he's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but everyone is just they. I, I'm already. I would. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to put money on Josh on winning and winning MVP because they're going to. It doesn't even matter if he's Tua has better stats. It doesn't even he matter if Tua has better stats. He's going to get the MVP, and it drives me crazy. It really does. Hmm. I like Josh Allen, but they have just predetermined it. Well, I mean, people obviously have ideas. It's voted. The thing is, it's it's not like based on stats. It's voted on so right, by writers. writers. So like, no, I know, but they all love Josh Allen's my point. Well, and plus, as much as I hate to admit it, as a journalism minor, writers, especially opinion writers, and opinion writers have votes, want their opinions to look better. So if one of them comes out and says Josh Allen's the MVP preseason, they can make themselves look better by voting him the MVP. That's why I'm bitching. Self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. We'll just have to see if it actually ends up that way, but. Let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Um, the Buccaneers will be without Chris Godwin, I believe, still, but Mike Evans will be back. Um, Tom Brady has struggled oh. the last, the first three weeks. Well, Julio, Julio's gone too, so it's looking oh, like Mike. Julio, yeah. Looking like Mike Evans and Scotty Miller show. That's um, looks Par- like. Perriman. And Brashad Perriman's going to be there um, unless he got Brady's, hurt on, Brady's um, targeted him a good amount in the games that I've watched um, to make up for some of those missed targets to Godwin. Um, It'll be interesting to see how he performs against us, especially because I just kind of gave a lot of compliments to the secondary that's really young. Tom Brady's very smart, so I'm a little concerned about how that's going to work out. But at the same time, a veteran QB and Matt Ryan wasn't able to shred him up or make them look any stupid. But they're also very different quarterbacks. I was just going to say, I was um, like, you yeah, cannot not, compare the two. The point being is like at least a veteran presence doesn't 
phase them too much. This it's is going to be of Tom Brady being at a different level than Matt Ryan. By this is going to so. there's going to be so much of a spotlight on our offensive line, like just a ridiculous amount of attention paid to. Oh it. yeah, if you think Tampa Bay is ever going to blitz or is ever going to rush more than four, you're right. sadly and mistaken. They, yeah. they, don't, they don't need to. Yeah, but the Colts didn't. Um, but we just talked about we just talked about um how good our defense is. Tom Brady's been pressured a lot this year. And I like they put a lot of money into their the Bucks put a lot of money into their offensive line um because Tom Brady can't move. Um and I think it'll be really interesting to see if Frank Clark who's looked way better this season, just throwing that out there. Um not finally like, got his first sack still, on Sunday. Still not living up to potential, but yeah, you like, can look better if you were dog shit. I mean, right, you can look better. Right. But. The bar was low, but the fact of the matter is we are seeing improvement, <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. George Karlaftis hasn't gotten his first sack yet, but he's he's, he's been pressured he's a quarterback he's since fine. like every other play. He's fine. He's a rookie. Um, and the interior has looked great. So it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. You mentioned defensive lines. I guess you mentioned offensive lines, but on the flip side, it'll be interesting to see um, how much our defensive line can pressure Brady, which would in turn make it easier on our younger secondary core. Um, it kind of sucks that we don't really get. I'd love to have Willie Gay as a pass rusher, but but he doesn't. I mean, rush. if we keep sending, if we keep right, but if we keep sending Legarius and Watson on blitz packages and they're as successful as they have been this season, I don't know. I mean, if Willie Gay doesn't rush, but if if he stays in coverage, you can have Nick Bolton rush. Right. But now Nick Bolton can't rush. Right. Um, it's a little frustrating, but I think we'll be. I think we'll be okay. Frankly, I feel a lot less concerned about this game than I do against the Colts, and part of that is because I know that. There's a little bit more understanding when you go into a game against Brady that he he's gonna make it competitive. Like, as long as his defense doesn't give up like 48 points, like he's going to do Does, his like he's going to do what he can do to keep it a close game. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm glad there's less, a lot less question marks about how Brady's gonna play a game than the Colts. I, I this is 100% gonna come down to how the Bucks offense goes. I think that's how the game is going to be decided. If the Bucks offense is playing well, the Chiefs will lose. If the Bucks offense is not playing well, I think they will win. And it's, I think that's just how it will be because I think Patrick Mahomes will be under a bunch of duress and I think they're going to sack him a bunch and I think it's going to be Super Bowl 54 and all over again without Tyreek Hill and we're going to have fun with it, I guess. And I just think it's, the game is definitely going to go down to, okay, if is the Buff, Bucks offense struggling or not? And if they are, then the Chiefs will win. If well, not, that's always, how I feel about it. I mean, this goes with that. And it's also like every game you hear this all the time. It's a cliche, but they're one and lost in the trenches, and that's really going to be a, a prominent figure of the game. Like it's it's going to be a big part of this game because if you can get in Tom Brady's way, you have a fighting chance. You're going to be great. Do well, you're going to do. You're going to have a better chance to be great yeah. because if he can't move, and he's been under a lot of pressure this year, that bodes well for us. But as we all know, I've been really underconfident in our defensive line for some time now. And I don't know if that's going to be able to happen, but also I don't think our offenses look very good lately in like the last two and a half games. They were, you know, they were fine against the chargers, but they looked like hell against the Colts. Um, anyways, uh, if you don't win in the trenches, you're going to lose this game, which is basically just reinforcing what you just said, Matt, because if you can, if the, if, if the Bucks offense is not playing well, it's because you're pressuring Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So, 
We'll, and, we'll just see. We'll just see. And Tom Brady does really well when his running game is doing well. Don't even think about trying to test Tom. I mean, if Leonard Fournette's running on you, then that's problem number one. But they have proven that they've been able to stop that. We could stop and so, Taylor. We should be able to stop Leonard Fournette. Exactly. But I don't and know if do do we is the next the game plan. Yeah. is so much different. One hundred percent. And it, because Matt Ryan, I would much rather get beaten by matt ryan than tom brady that's the that's problem is you're right. game planning for yeah. two people now instead of just one right and so that's that's what i feel like it comes down to of course more specific it is if leonard fournette is running the ball really well then the bucks will win because tom will get you over the top he'll play action you and if you thought matt ryan was nickel and diming this this defense tom brady's gonna do it even more and yeah i really really I'm in the middle with this game because I'm unsure of how the outcome will will happen. I think the Chiefs are the better team, but I think that the Bucks defense is just so so good, and our weakness doesn't really get in the way. The, I will say that the that. Bucks haven't scored a lot of points the first three weeks, but they've also played three pretty solid defenses. Um, I, there's there's a case to be made, and it's not that hard of an argument to say that the Saints and Green Bay and the Cowboys have a better defense than the Chiefs. Um, I would say that the Cowboys and the Chiefs are pretty similar. I think the Chiefs maybe could have an edge, but, I mean, you can't you can't take away from the fact that, I mean – Wait a even, minute. Say that one more time? I would say defensively you could say that the Chiefs are better than the Cowboys. Okay. Um, but you can't – Because take, they have an edge? Or no, you no. mean like an edge in the competition? Edge I'm in the competition. Just, okay, yeah. thank you. I was like, sorry about that. If you let me continue, I would say that mostly uh, the only reason I think there's an argument is because Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs um, kind of lead that offense and kind of make it what it is. Um, I get that Diggs has a tendency to get beat over the top, but he also you can't take away the fact that he has a knack for finding the football in the air. Um, point being. Tom Brady has struggled on offense, and um, we just had a really bad offensive game as well. Uh, and I think our defense at least stacks up around average for what the Bucks have seen the first three weeks. And I think Spagnolo knows how to get to Brady. Um, he's played him a lot. He's been around a long time, just like Brady has. Um, and I think that with lacking a, a downfield speed wideout and Godwin and Jones – we might be able to actually have some success blitzing um, with a secondary player on a regular occasion and not getting burnt, especially if our, our linebackers, our backup linebackers can st- step up and, and do their job. I think it's a defensive game. That'll be reflected in my bold pick. Um, I think that there's a chance for the offenses to do something really cool. Uh, and if I had to guess, and this is what gives me a little more confidence, um, I think there's a higher likelihood of the Chiefs offense doing something cool than the Bucks offense. So that's where my optimism comes from. That's where I'm going to be sitting when the game when game time happens. I don't want to get burnt on that, but that's kind of what I breaks down. This like is a Sunday me. night game, right? Yep. Yes. Eh, crap, Sunday I can't watch football. it. Sunday night, and Nuts. it'll be in Minnesota, so it'll be a little bit chilly probably. Well, but we haven't, they haven't announced that it's going to be in Minnesota yet. It's probably going to be Minnesota. Oh, but, I mean, who knows? They're going to do their best to, to keep it in Tampa Bay, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they're moving it. They'll make a decision probably. They by said tomorrow. it's going to be a last minute decision, so we will we will we will we'll find out on Saturday see. night. Exactly. So let's get into the predictions. Last week Oh, I'm Not sorry, fellas. We uh, yeah, bad week. Bad week in general. Jackson predicted. said 350 yard 
350 rushing yards total both for teams. both teams, and both teams like could not maybe, rush maybe. worth anything. Yeah. So uh, that's great. I said Matt Ryan would have two interceptions. He had two fumbles. I guess that is comparable, yeah. but still not right. Yeah. I'll, I'll get rid of it. Uh, Oliver said DeBoer's Buckner sack. Hey, um, didn't quite get home. He got in there a couple times. Jody touchdown. I bet on that bastard. And <laughs> so, so and that didn't happen. And Jonathan Taylor would be held to one touchdown and under 60 yards. Well, he was held to just about under 60 yards, but he didn't have a touchdown. So sorry about that. Well, if anything, I, I mean, who would have, who would have guessed Jelani, held to. Jelani held Woods to. had two though. <laughs> My God. You know, I think it's best, um, at least for me that I was humbled a little bit as a, bold picks um predictor you know because i think that you know i'm really good at it obviously you're so brave um i think that this just really shows us it shows us and me that you can't be right all the time and i i hope that we didn't disappoint our fans too much wow which leads me to the next one jackson i know you were talking about it earlier so i got to bring it up to you what is your bold prediction all righty um like i said defensive game i think that it could be high scoring but um i'm predicting that um there's going to be five total sacks in the game and two turnovers. Is that bold both time, both for both sides for combined. Combined, yeah. Five total sacks and two turnovers. Yeah, is that bold enough? I feel like that's pretty bold for a veteran QB who doesn't get sacked a lot. He throws the ball away before he can get sacked a lot of the time. Um, and a younger, more mobile QB who doesn't throw a lot of. I guess he throws picks, but you know what I mean. I think it's bold enough. I'm gonna stick with it. Okay. I've gone pretty ape shit the last couple of bold picks, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be com- feel comfortable with that. Here we go. I'm gonna put two down, and I'm so sorry. I'm not even gonna bet on this this week because this is how confident I feel in this one. So it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen at all. <laughs> I think Clyde's gonna have over 100 yards rushing. <gasps> okay. For Jesus. the first time this year, Clyde's gonna have 100 yards when was rushing. Last time in his career, he had 100 yards rushing. Probably week one against the Texans in his uh, rookie he year. But that's he fine. had like 130 against Buffalo. Did he? That was still his oh, rookie right. season. I forgot about that. 100-yard Clyde. I'm going to give him two touchdowns, too. Because he scored one last week. Rushing or what? Uh, Combined. Combined Ball touchdowns. Ball money touchdowns. And uh, I'm also going to say that the Chiefs are going to pick off Tom Brady twice, too. Oh, that fits into mine, so. Yeah, both of you have, have stolen part of mine. Oh, oops. I'm What's sorry. yours? Well, we well, I was going to say that both QBs are going to have at least one interception. Um, <clears throat> the Chiefs will, on top of throwing an interception, lose a fumble. Okay. Chiefs lose a fumble? The Chiefs, Chiefs are going to lose a fumble. I'm not going to say, like, who. I have a theory on who it's going to be. Juju? <laughs> I was going to say Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Mm. Um. I don't know, man. I feel like Travis Kelsey flu game's coming up, man. Yeah, he was pretty mad he dropped that touchdown. (laughs) He's going to come out with full steam. He should have caught that. Oh, absolutely. Over a linebacker, yeah, he totally should have. Well, that's the same ball. That's the same catch, just other shoulder as in the the Bills game. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same catch. It's okay. It wasn't the catch, but. It's okay. Well, okay, so what did I say? I said. So both both QBs throw a pick and the Chiefs lose a fumble. I'm going to make you add one more because. Yeah, I was like. You know, uh, let's see here. Hmm. That is three turnovers. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Uh, Chiefs are gonna lose in the last second. Chiefs lost at the last second. There's, as in, you know, like game-winning drive for there's that motherfucker. That. I like that's a good. Wow. Pick. I'm not gonna lie. It's a that's a great bold prediction. I hate that guy so. The much. great bold prediction. 
I don't know about the other two parts, but that last one. That's I it. hate that uh, guy so much. If I was, if I was, I'm gonna be mad if I was writing about it. I'd probably throw that one in there. I'm not gonna lie. That's okay. I mean, we'll just have to see. Well, that's our bold predictions for this week. Um, we'll rush around the NFL and go around the coffin corner when we get back right after this. Before we get into the next section, we would like to thank our sponsors, the List Show Sell KC Group with Keller Williams Key Partners. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, they serve clients with superior customer service and integrity while going the extra mile to make your transaction the best it can be. Find them on Facebook by searching List Show Sell KC. Slide into home with the List Show Sell KC Group. It's what they do. Be sure to find us on all our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DropTheBallPC. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the Facebook page, both at DropTheBallPodcast. And we are back. And we're going to swing over to the K for the Coffin Corner as we're watching this 3 to nothing contest between the Royals and the, t- and the Tigers at Comerica Com- Park. Well, fellas, the Royals scored more than the Denver Broncos did on Sunday. <laughs> and... That just makes me feel great. Also, they the highest comeback in a win in Royals history. If that's not the most Royals quote, tied for the yeah, tied for the long, the biggest comeback. Which is the fact of they have lost, they have come back and then lost one of these games before. Which is <laughs> God, geez. I was surprised that we didn't lose this one. I I mean, no, I once I they came out. back, I was I turned it off. Yeah, I was at Jackson's and I was like, well, they're losing by a bunch, so I won't come over. And Michael Massey just hit the home run. I was like, oh sweet. Less of a loss. So uh, I was thinking the we could have literally time. just they kept scoring runs, and I was like, "Well, this is nice. We're not going to win." Well, this all, is nice. And all of a sudden, there was like, so I think it was a wasn't it a Dozier home run that put us over the top or, or something double. like that. No, no, or no, no. Right 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 a double, and then he, double. It was well, and then Dozier put us ahead, but then got thrown out a second because yeah. it's Hunter Dozier. Um, Dummy. Moral of the story: Those are, but that, that okay. But here's here's a small thing. That's a very small thing that not a lot of people talk about. But yo, Hunter. And Dog, Vance, Vance, deal with it. Vance has it's been a, a part first, of the issue. It Vance is a, has been a part of the issue. I know. No, no, no. But I, I'm not talking about. I'm talking. But Dozier not, himself. Vance is Wilson not great. has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Okay, okay, okay. He's yeah. the third base coach. He's got nothing to do with with what's about to happen. What I'm saying is, Hunter Dozier's having a great time, and he has a good hit, and then he's like, "I'm going to try and turn this into a double." I'm like, "Dog, it went in front of Jared Kelnick." Now, Jared Kelnick has not been good. I get that, but he is a former top. Five so prospects in all the baseball with an eight an with like a seventy grade arm. Like he is gonna kill you. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Don't end the rally like that. There are two outs. What are you doing? Oh, it's the small things like that. I get it. Great job. I'm so glad that you came through in that moment. Right. But what are you doing? Right. You cannot do that. So, I never liked his base running. Never. So, um, Vance Wilson definitely has something to do with that. Because oh yes, he can't I agree. Do it. Because he it's has so be- because. And I'm, uh, that was entirely his his choice. I'm not Vance Wilson isn't sending him to second there. That's the first base coach, if anything. Exactly. But um, I will say that like Dozier's base running has been a big issue, and part of that is because of Vance Wilson. Um, and I doubt he's our third base coach next year. But in the same breath, the, Dozier doesn't do a lot of the small things right, and that's kind of the issue that I have with him. It, he can't field any position at major league average. He isn't hitting. He's he's maybe maybe cruising into major league average um in certain stats like batting average or ops maybe um but none of them he's not he doesn't do anything well (laughs) that's that's my issue he had his great breakout season in 2019 and even then people were like oh yeah he can't really play third base 
Um, he's a little bit of a defensive liability over there. Uh, and now he's not hitting. It's like, why is he on the team? I'm, I, if I'm Sherman, I'm almost to the point where I'm just eating the money and DFAing him. Um, but that's just me. That's how I feel about it too. Um, eat the money, get rid of it. I want to talk about somebody who can hit well, even though they can't play defense. Um, Edward Olivares. Oh my God. Matthews. No way. Matthews favorite. Are you talking, player. are you talking about Edward Olivares? Almost like, ugh, never mind. I'll shut up. Keep, what? Keep going. Anyways. Um, defense is a bit of an issue with Edward Olivares. Mm-hmm. However, um, one, um, I think there is a possibility where he could be sliding to that DH spot every now and then. But two, um, if he, I mean, Rusty Koontz was able to turn Alex Gordon, a way better defender, into a left field, a, a really good defender in left field. I got to think if he really works with Oliveras and and Oliveras commits to actually trying to become an outfielder, because frankly, I think part of the reason he was getting sent down a lot last year was because there was some sort of lack of effort to try to learn to be an outfielder. Um, but from an offensive perspective, um, in 140 at-bats approximately, so m- maybe a, a fifth of the season, but um, a fourth if you want to stretch it. Uh, he's hitting 299 with a 353 on base. He had a double today. He's batting 305. Okay, so sorry. He's 301. I said approximately. This is this Kay. is these numbers are old. Okay. Um with a 353 on base and a 449 slugging. Um a 126 WRC plus uh and you can look at his his BABIP, his batting average of balls in play. It's 354, which is pretty high, but you also have to think about the fact that while BABIP can be viewed as a luck stat in quotes, heavy sa- heavy heavy cynicism on luck. Um, because half of the game of baseball is luck. Um, there are certain things a player can do that ups their BABIP in ways that are sustainable, such as um, having an average exit velocity of 90.3, which puts them in the same category as guys like Mookie Betts and Glaber Torres, um, and a 26% line drive rate, which puts him only behind Freddie Freeman in the entirety of the MLB if he qualified with at-bats. Um, so you can look at the way that he hits the ball and plays baseball uh, and expect that batting 300 with 20 bombs isn't out of the question for a guy like Oliveris if he can stay healthy for a full season and we actually give him the chances in the at-bats. And having that in left field, if he can even be not a liability, I'm not even asking for league average offense or defense out there, which is tough for me to say because I grew up with Alex Gordon out there, you know, like, I'm accustomed to having great defense in left field, and I think it would be tough to watch a guy who can't live up to that out there. Um, but those offensive numbers uh, absolutely make up for that. And with the amount of defensive outfielders we have in the minors, we can platoon him with someone if we need a defensive player out there. Like oh, that's Kyle what they've Isabel. been doing. They did, um, and we have guys that can play center field and help kind of hide his glove a little bit um, to that left or that left center gap. Uh, so I, I wanted to highlight him now because, uh, he's kind of what I think we expected Dozier to turn out to be after his 2019 season. Um, and everything that I'm seeing from him is one, not only that his seasons are better than what Dozier's 2019 season was offensively, but, um, I think that there is actually a use for him down the road because he's faster. He's more athletic than Dozier. Uh, and, uh, I think that there is a little bit more potential because he's a little bit younger. I can't say that his season is better than Doge's was because he hasn't played a full season. That's true. 
I'm I'm not nearly as high on him as you guys are, and it's just because he hasn't been healthy. I understand we haven't given him the at bats because of AAA, but if that's an attitude thing like you touched on earlier, if then I'm if he still you know was not you know whatever the reason was he hasn't had an at a, he hasn't had a full season, and I'm not gonna s- say that he's better than anyone else because he's only had 150 at bats this year. Right. Like it's just right. That's fair. I, I I'm just I. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the guy. Just I don't feel right about him. I don't know. I think it's because he's just so erratic. Matt's over there pissed. I'm not. He's <laughs> so. He's. You see, he did that little he did lip, that, lip purse yeah, thing. Yeah, he's he does. got something to say. Uh, I know he does, but he's just gonna have to wait. I'm. Gonna, I'm also gonna cut him off before he goes to um, rant because I know he's. Well, got some he's, to he's say. next. He's next. Um, I just want to say he's. I haven't erratic. said shit for the past literally. <laughs> you said it with your your body language. I ain't doing shit. I'll they can't s- see I'll, that. I'll shoot it. To, well, I can't. I'll shoot it to you in a minute. I just. He, I think he's erratic. For whatever reason, he's his swing is like yeah he hits like there's something wrong. With, I don't know. Something about the eye test on his swing is just like bro, chill. You're gonna hurt yourself, which he has. And I, I honestly don't know what was his injury this year. I for, totally forgot. Uh, something in his leg. Hammer, that was right? a leg thing. Okay. So. But anyways, I just his I, and his defense is ass. I, it's, it's bad. It's it horrible. Bad. And I will it's say more that. important to me than it is to you. Oh, I, I love defense. I'm a defense uh, guy. Just I something about him. I don't know. But I hope. I hope he's great. Don't get me wrong, but I'll believe it when I see it, I guess. Matt? He'll play right field. I don't think he's going to play left because I think MJ is going to play out there whenever he's not catching, and whenever he's not playing left, Kyle Isbell will be out there. I think Kyle Isbell has now turned into your platoon, like you were talking about with M- with MJ. Right. I think that's what's going to happen because I and think Prado. right. I think they are seriously going to have no – they're not going to have a choice but to put Edward Olivares in right field. I just don't think you're going to have a choice other than to do that, or Tyler Gentry is going to come up and take that spot. Well, the thing is, and Olivares isn't good enough. Sorry, at defense to probably be an everyday player, and unless something changes, that's going to be the case. But well, here's the thing that I will I will say is that at least you're seeing since he's come up the last time. At least you're seeing, although he's not taking great routes. He's at least catching the ball. Sure, he's diving after these things that he should not have to dive right. after, but he's making the play. And so I can't be mad at him for that when he's batting 300 with uh, two home runs since he's come back and, I don't know, batting fifth. I think that he, him and Nick Prado are going to fight for batting fifth in this lineup. I just think that that is what's, that's what's going to happen, and he'll end up winning because he's a right-handed batter and Vinny's left-handed. So if you want to do that – if you want to do that math, it's going to go left, right, left, right, left Vinny, right Edward, left Prado. And so I think Edward Olivares is your starting right fielder for the 2023 season unless he miraculously gets hurt again. And I agree with you, Oliver. I don't think you can trust him or pre- even prepare for him for next year just solely because he hasn't been there. And as much as I love him, he is probably my favorite player next to next to Vinny Vasquantino just because I've been so high on him and I have been for literally two years. Edward Olivares will be very, very good for this team. But I could see the new ownership getting rid of him in the offseason. I didn't like saying it and I don't want to say it. I couldn't but say I that. could I could see it happening if they wanted to make a splash or if they really like Tyler Gentry and they want to make a spot for if him. If they wanted to trade for someone, maybe. And but it'd have to be a I could see I could see them putting a package together like Edward Olivares, Asa Lacy, and Chris Bubich for a big arm. 
I could yeah, see them release. doing that. They won't just yeah, cut they, him. they don't. Yeah. They definitely won't just cut him. Uh, they're not gonna. They won't cut him. Um, I don't know. Asa Lacy's having a lot of issues, and you can cut him. You're not gonna cut. Yeah, you're not gonna cut Ollie. I didn't say cut. I said tr- a trading. These I people. said they're not just gonna cut him. And you said. So that's why we reacted the way we did. You said Asa. You said they're not just going to cut Asa. I was talking about Oliveras. Okay, wait, man. Sorry. We need to do way better communicating on this podcast because that's like the third time that we've got. We I'm sorry. On the Maybe I'm crazy. But no, 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 no. You're good. I think that they want to keep him for at least another season because he's great. Oliver mentioned that that he's not as high on him because he hasn't seen him um, consistently play. And part of that's not his fault. I mean, even this season, he probably wouldn't have been battling for everyday starts. Um, I think by the time that he got injured, he was maybe at a place where he could battle for everyday starts. Um, but next season is truly probably at the beginning of the season, the first time with his career in the Royals that he could be on the opening draw, opening day roster with the optimistic possibility of him getting to a, at least 100 games um, in an outfield spot. And so, being completely honest with you, I think that that is the least of this team's concern right now. I think that their biggest issue moving forward is how are we going to develop pitching? Because right. w- as long as we can't develop pitching is as long as we cannot win. And that's just kind of because the, the game against the Mariners that they gave up, that they ended up winning, they walked five people in a row. Didn't Bubich give up like, like – Was Bubich pitching that game? Who was it? Uh, it was Max Castillo. Oh, right, 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 right. Which I like. He's been really good, but he walked – Two in a row, well, and then pitching, they pulled him. He was pitching fine and until that happened. Uh, yeah, it was it was not doing well. What they have in – anyway, this team is not going to be good until they address their pitching, and I think they're seriously going to do that in the offseason. I think they've proven that by getting rid of Dayton Moore, getting rid of everybody in the pitching development program, really. They and haven't I th- done that yet, th- have they? they? They've told people that they're not coming back. and like so, Like the director of pitch. Oh, of, that guy. I did know that yeah. guy. Anybody yeah. else, though? I'm if they're getting rid of the director of minor league guy. pitching, I bet you Eldred's out the door. I, Eldred's gone. I, I hope I bet so. God. I think I think Daryl. I think I think they're gonna. I Mike Matheny's gonna stay, but I think they're gonna Matheny literally get stay, rid of Vance though. Wilson. Vance Wilson's done. I think they like Daryl Hollins at first. So yeah, he does. He's done. A, he's, he's done a fine. decent job, and he's a person of color. So boom, we're gonna. Keep I think him he's there. A, he's a player relations guy more than he's a coach. Yeah, I think. I think that too. And so just the same way Rusty Koontz was. Like right, that's just right, how yeah. that rolls. Vance Wilson has been atrocious he's as the third base coach. Third base coach yeah. And so he just looks like a bumbling idiot out he's there. He's the guy sometimes. that actually matters when it comes to coaching up base running, and he hasn't done that. And he's season, horrible. So. Mike Gershley was way, way, way better. And I and everybody gets mad at him because like he held up a Gordon at third. I'm like, yeah, he made the right decision. Yeah, because he would have been thrown out by half a half of a baseline, and then he would have been upset that he did send him. Yeah, exactly, I exactly. Have a, I have You're diff- not winning that. I have a different opinion, but. He's no out. way. He's out. He's no out. Way. He's out. There's no way you think that Alex Gordon would have been safe if he would have been sent home I don't in 2014. I don't think he would have been safe because of his speed, but I think he would have been safe. I, you no think way. they're going to butch no the way. throw? Uh-uh. You think what's-his-face Crawford is going to ruin that throw? They were all over themselves I, on that play. I understand, but who Not was to mention. Tell me who the center fielder was, and then you can have this opinion. Who was the center fielder that let it go by him? I don't give a shit. Gregor Blanco, who used to play for the Royals. He let it go by him. I don't give a shit. And then who'd he throw it to? Six-time gold glover Brandon Crawford. I don't give a shit. To seven-time gold glover Buster Posey. Absolutely not. I don't give a shit. And I understand. You have, you had... We could we could have a whole mm. podcast about this. All right, okay, wait, 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 just just calm down. No, for a I second. just got yelled at, so I get to yell back. No, don't yell. Just don't yell. That's all I'm gonna say. You had what third year player Salvador Perez who was batting like 
he was having like his worst offensive season in his career, young career, and even to this point, coming up to bat afterwards. Alex Gordon, I think, was in the was at the end of his second best base stealing season and peak athletic years in terms of his ability to run the bases. And they already made like two errors that inning, including one on that play. Crawford would have had to get that ball. By the time he got that ball, Alex was would have rounded third. No. And I'm not saying he can't make that throw because obviously Crawford can make that throw and he can make it throwing it like 90 miles an hour. And Posey's going to get a tag down. But I genuinely think at worst, you maybe risk trying to get into the pickle there. Because Salvador Perez is at that age with how he was hitting that season is going to do what he did. It's There's two outs. It's the World Series. And you've got a young vaguely unproven offensively catcher coming what up did, to bat. But what did he do literally two weeks before that point? He hit a ground ball up the third base past a gold glove defender who normally makes that play. Which is why I'm telling you that's why that they that's just the, the prisoner of the moment. And I you can make a point, maybe they were prisoners of the moment, but Salvador Perez had come through and hit a home run off of Madison Bumgarner in that series in game one. So it was you had to you you had to at least give him the opportunity. We could talk about this forever. Crawford had the ball; he hadn't even reached third base yet. Where was he standing? I could have sworn he was rounding third. He had. Hang on. No, yeah, we can take our time. Man. I we're, have. We're getting ready to move on and drop the ball. I think. So oh, I mean, hang on. No other way. Dang it! I could have sworn he was at least he was at third base. You also got to think. Rounding. He was before third base. And not to mention Crawford was in the outfield. He wasn't like on the dirt. But he had the ball. If you have the ball in very shallow left field and you're not even at third base yet, you're not going home. I think you at least send him. He stopped him. You send him on a hard turn and make him turn around and come back. Because they're gonna throw they're not he's not gonna throw behind Gordon there. I'll give you that one. He's not going to throw behind him, Gordon to go to third. You make him do a hard you turn. You hard turn and see if and see where that you throw You see goes. the throw. I yeah, see. Fine. Okay, Point fine, B, you were, you were right. You were right. But he was turning that bag. By the time that ball's released, he's at third and mo- moving around it. I'm of, the, I'm of the opinion that it's the World Series Game 7. You got two outs, and they've already made one mistake on that play. You go ahead and see what happens and hard turn that bag. How embarrassing would it would have been if Buster Posey's like, hey, come here. <laughs> Well, right, right. I yeah, because I think, if that happens, I'm not going to back down from this. I'm I know, not going to back down I'm from. I'm just going to say that if that happens and Buster Posey has the ball, he's a Gold Glover. That means he's thrown people out. That means he's got a cannon. He's just going to whip it back to third base. And if you've done the hard turn and you are going aggressively, you're going aggressively home to see what happens. Right. Right. You're probably halfway okay. or a quarter down the baseline. I think he still snaps the throw back a and throws him out. If you're a good major league base runner, which Alex Gordon was, he was smart. He was basically the same speed as Hunter Dozier. He was just smart. Um, you see that throw go to. You're watching where that throw goes. You see that throw get to home. You're sliding back into third. If you're making you're a hard turn, if you're making a hard turn and going towards home, you you're not. You can't look behind you if you're making the hard turn that hard that far behind if you. If the turn is is if the turn okay, the third base coach goes turn hard. Don't which doesn't mean go. You say turn and look. That's literally something that I tell to my players when they're rounding first base. Okay, so by the time you I've, turn around, I've done this to go a throw to home, not at the major league level, but I've done this multiple times. That was like every every time there was a hit to the outfield, and I thought I had a maybe chance to score. I was trying to go that throw home to see what I was doing. Yeah, by the time you look back, how far down the baseline are you? A fourth of the way. That's not far enough. 
if the throw gets by him in a major league stadium, absolutely, it's far enough. It's far enough way that you. It's not far enough to. I, I, he's out. He's we, out. We can argue this as much as possible, but he shouldn't have just held him at for at third. He should have at least had him have it take a lead. Um, we can argue about this all day. Um, I just go with I, the safety. I'm with Matt. Go with the guy who came through with you last free last time. Um, I also Matt, you mentioned that there was two Gold Glovers involved in the play. Uh, Matt Chapman, who doesn't uh let a lot of balls get by him, is the person who let Salvi's ground ball double get I thought by that was him. Josh Donaldson. John Donaldson. Oh, sorry, the different third Gold Glove third baseman who at that point in his career didn't let a lot of ground balls get by him and um where does he where does he set up every single time now because of that play on the line on the line um right so gold glove gold schmove it's the world series and shit happens um you've got two outs and you've got like a fucking i don't i don't don't think i don't you can't equate you can't equate josh donaldson's play and that play together because josh donaldson was playing completely off the bat you can look at it from every other way and we're not going to ever get a right answer but people get mad at jersey for not sending him now and just as much as people i think would get mad at him for sending him i i think that if he would have sent him he got out people the same amount of people would have gotten mad at him so this is actually more much more relevant zach greek he might have just made his final start ever he uh, just came out of the game, so we can go around rounds on that. But let's just drop it. Well, and get back to reality. We got an entire week uh, left, so he probably he might have one more start left in more. him. He might, but everyone's sitting around there congratulating him and shit. It looks like he's done. Who's to say? I don't know, but something weird is happening, so I brought it up. Okay, but plus that was getting annoying. We'll move into drop the ball, because uh, like we said, we could talk about that forever. But we're moving in and drop the ball. I'll go first. Um, so here's the deal. Trey Lance broke his leg and Jimmy G took over. Little did we know Jimmy G was going to step out of the back of the end zone, proceed to throw an interception, and then it be returned for a pick six. But he stepped out of the end zone before all of that happened. So it counted as a safety. Holy shit, how bad could you fuck up? Um, yeah, Jimmy G's my drop the ball. My God! At least he didn't run around for like twenty-five steps like Dan Orlovsky Orlovsky did. <laughs> for the he Lions. was celebrating it, so he wasn't the only guy. Ever exactly. So, <laughs> at least you got a sense of humor. At least he's got that. But that's my drop the ball, Jimmy G. Yeah, <laughs> and the way he played, my God, horribly. Yeah, Jimmy but G he, drops the but ball. But he played really well the week before. And who else? We had we had a lot of people play badly this week that played well the week before. Okay. This is a weird year in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. I don't think any team's making it out with less than three losses. We'll see. Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins are going to run the table. It is an interesting stat. The last time uh, there hasn't been this there hasn't been this few unbeaten since the since 1972, which is the same exact year that the Dolphins ran the table <laughs> and won everything. They're going to lose. Like so three games. That was like what their last Super Bowl too. Yep. <laughs> so who's to say? Anyway, Art. who's next? You choose. Mine's bad. Okay. Um, it's just basic. I'm going with the. <clears throat> I'm going with the refs on the Chris Jones call. Okay. Okay. Um. It's such a touchy play. I get it. You can't really be talking out there except for the fact that it's an NFL field and that's all you do. That's all anybody does all game. Um, they just talk mad shit on each other. They give each other they they recite their girlfriend's phone numbers. They they call them all kinds of names. I 
I cannot believe that Chris Jones said something with that calm of body language and that lack of a reaction from Matt Ryan. I can't imagine that he said something so bad as to warrant that flag. After he was walking away, too. They were walking away. The punt unit was on the field. I just... That's a bad call. It's a weak call. It's just frustrating. Like, just, get it. you don't make that. That's just. Uh. In that situation, too, they're getting ready to punt, and that gives them an automatic first down, and they ended up driving to seal the game there. Yeah, and it just it's makes you, sure. you kind of, makes you think. Makes you wonder. That's it. I'm just pissed. All right. Well, um, another Super Bowl contending team lost. The Bills. Woo! Um. Yeah, about the only good thing for the Chiefs that came out of this weekend. Uh, on the flip side, uh, we don't get to see the coordinators very often in football. Because um, they're, I mean, sometimes, like, be enemies on the field when, like, as a coordinator. But it's in both college and um, professional football, it's, it's actually kind of rare that I think the offensive coordinators are on the field with the team. Um, play calling so it's pretty interesting to sometimes get a look into their reactions to what happens in the game um the bills were trying to drive into field goal range they had gotten something manageable for for bass who's a pretty solid kicker it would have been a really long field goal but it it i mean it would they definitely would have preferred that than um not being able to get under center in time to spike the ball and give themselves a chance for a hail mary or for a field goal um, and they flash up to the offensive coordinator. Don't even know who he is. I couldn't tell you who the offensive coordinator is for the Bills. Um, and dude is spiking anything in sight. Two-hand temper tantrum throwing into the desk anything he can get his hands on. His headset, his, his playbook, his papers. And then very quickly, um, I didn't even think it was a – I thought someone turned the camera off at first. You see a hand. Just like cover up, the, <laughs> cover up the camera, <laughs> and then they flashed away. And then on, um, I saw it again on Twitter a little bit later, and you can see like the the flesh kind of color, um, you know, like that reddish that you get when you see light through flesh, at the very beginning, right when they cover up the camera. And like, I'm not gonna say that like I'm not gonna say it's a drop the ball for, honestly, anybody in particular. I guess it was funny that <laughs> the. Ca- the production crew kept the camera on him for as long as they were after they showed that, because I mean, they showed him, he started to get angry and they just kept it there while he was throwing shit around, um, the office. And you'd think that like, they'd maybe like keep it there for a split second. But as soon as it started to get a little bit out of hand, you like spiked his papers for like the fifth time. They'd maybe like cut away. <laughs> no, they were like, we want to see um, this. So this the- we're going to keep this on here. <laughs> so honestly, the production crew dropped the ball, but you know who didn't, whoever it was that like had the, like, like the thought to cover the camera in that moment. Like that was pretty heads up for whoever on the coaching staff was like, Oh shit. There's a camera see here. This. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think the production staff dropped the ball at all. I, I don't think know. They know exactly it's, that's, what that's they're why doing. I struggled to not, I, I didn't want to pick this one because like, I don't know if anybody did drop the ball. I mean, the coordinator, the coordinator maybe should have better composure, Nobody. but like, I just he dropped I don't know. the tablet. I had to slam. I, the no, tablet. I don't know if you can say he dropped it. He slammed that shit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if anybody dropped the ball, but it was really funny. And I want to talk about it. Um, you should find it on Twitter or YouTube or whatever. There's definitely videos out there, but it's, it was really funny. Dude was, I mean, like, I don't know if I've seen anybody. I mean, like that's like rage quit video games level. Like that was, I don't know if I've ever seen a coordinator 
that or like the Notre Dame coordinator that like told the Notre Dame QB over the phone like a couple weeks ago when they lost to Marshall, like get your shit together. Everybody's relying on you. Stop fucking around. Like you could read his lips and he was like screaming at the quarterback over the phone. So, I mean, I guess coordinators as a whole are dropping the ball a little bit. No, they should know better when there's a camera. <laughs> Like two feet away from them, showing their. If you're going to be in a press box, there's going to be a camera on you. That's exactly. I don't know. It's not a drop the ball. It's just funny. I I hope that we start getting a lot more coordinator reactions this year. I want to start seeing more. I love it. I'm here for it. We'll have to see. Well, uh, your your uh, 2022 Kansas City Royals only have a week and one game left. Um, They might actually finish above or uh, under 100 losses. So they actually statistically cannot have. Oh, so we officially we already officially can. Hell yeah. So look at that. Yeah. Not a lost season after all, huh? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but your Royals are going to be almost done, and so this program will be switching basically to only Chiefs for a small period of time. Of course, when the Royals make a move or do whatever, we will talk about Until it. Until January, probably. It'll yeah. be Chiefs-specific. Well, Unless we want to talk about November, some Royal story. November, or- December. We'll get some, maybe we'll get some free free agent signing Christmas gifts Unless there's stuff, another strike. So. Well, Jesus. We will just have to see. But we're looking for a Chiefs win on Sunday against the Bucks. We'll see how that goes. But until next time, don't drop the ball. Mm-hmm.